Wish you weren't hearing an ad right now? Want to get the next episode even sooner? Well, after the show, head to watchnebula.com slash radio. You'll get access to our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping us to make even more amazing content. Just go to watchnebula.com slash radio. It really helps us out. So Sidney Powell has filed a motion to dismiss the multi-billion dollar lawsuit filed by Dominion. And yes, the headlines are true. Her principal defense in this motion to dismiss is that no reasonable person would listen to the things that she said and understand it as a fact. Now that is both true and hilarious, but probably not hilarious for the reasons that most pundits have discussed. But we'll get to that because this whole motion is ridiculous. So welcome back to Kraken Watch 2021. And today we have Sidney Powell's attempt to get out of the multi-billion dollar lawsuit that Dominion filed. To bring you up to speed, Dominion claims that Sidney Powell said all number of crazy things during the election. And as a result, they lost a huge amount of money. And as a result, they have sued Sidney Powell for defamation. So first off, Where are we? Well, this is a motion to dismiss. So if you are a defendant in a case, you can claim that the plaintiff's case is legally deficient by filing what's called a motion to dismiss. You ask the court to dismiss the case. Now, uh, contrary to popular belief, as we've talked about a lot on this channel, a motion to dismiss doesn't present any evidence. All you're doing is saying that uh, for the purposes of this motion, everything that the plaintiff claims in their complaint is understood as true. They're not conceding that, but they're saying, look, we're not going to dispute the facts at this particular juncture. We're just going to assume that that's true. And even assuming that everything is true and looking at the allegations of the light most favorable to the plaintiff, it still fails right out of the gate. Now, this is a very common tactic. There are uh, later motions that you can make that will incorporate evidence, but the idea is to try and get rid of the case immediately before going through very expensive discovery that will gather all of that evidence. Now, in addition to trying to just dismiss the case outright. They're also moving for a whole bunch of other things like moving the venue from Washington DC to Texas and a bunch of other things that we're not going to get into because the real heart of this motion is trying to dismiss it from the court and not having to deal with it anymore at all. And a quick reminder, defamation is a tort where you claim that someone said something factual about you that is untrue and that caused damages to you and your reputations. Of course, that requires that the things being said are factual, being capable of verification, Uh, and are not someone's opinion. Uh, It's not hyperbole. It's not parody. And so you can imagine that a lot of this suit hinges on the nature of the statements at issue here. And right off the bat, Sidney Powell and her attorneys try and argue some things to tip things in their favor. The first argument is that, of course, this whole affair involved political speech, an election, a president being elected, a fiercely contested election in a pandemic. And as you can imagine, free speech rights are at their absolute pinnacle when you're talking about political speech. So if the court were to err on one side, it should be allowing more political or arguably political speech than stifling it. And then number two is that Dominion is a public figure. And if Dominion is a public figure, they're subject to a much higher requirement to be able to prove defamation. This is the actual malice standard that a lot of people have talked about in the defamation context. And I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I will say this every time we talk about defamation law, actual malice doesn't mean that you said a statement because you hated someone. Actual malice means that uh, you said a statement that was false, knowing it was false or operating in a reckless disregard for whether it was true or not. And if Dominion is a public figure, 
figure or a limited purpose public figure with respect to election related things, then it would have to prove that Sidney Powell said these statements uh, with actual malice, which is a pretty high burden. And fair enough, as we covered on this very channel, Sidney Powell might be right about this and Dominion faces an uphill battle to be able to prove the allegations that they included in their complaint. But that's where this motion to dismiss starts to go off the rails because now Sidney Powell starts arguing substantively that these statements that she made, the hundreds of them, cannot give rise to defamation. And here's where things get a little bit ridiculous. And then Sidney Powell goes straight to the heart of it and argues, analyzed under these facts, even assuming arguendo that each of the statements alleged in the complaint could be proved true or false, no reasonable person would conclude that the statements were truly statements of fact. And there are lots of people on the internet taking that statement and saying that Sidney Powell has admitted that everything that she said was completely false and admits that she's a liar. Not so fast though. The things that she's arguing are pretty crazy. That's not one of them. That is technically a defense to defamation to say that uh, the things that you're saying are not statements of fact. What she's hearkening back to is the idea that what she is saying is opinion. There are lots of facts out there and then she just interprets them. And that interpretation is not a statement of fact that can give rise to defamation. This is not a bad strategy. It is a bit of a mea culpa. It's not a good strategy, but it's probably the best strategy that she has in this context. And it's not a straight up admission that everything that she says was false. In fact, in, later in the motion, they say that Sidney Powell actually does believe these things. They are sort of arguing that no reasonable person would believe them, but also that she does believe them. But we'll get to that in a second because it's just crazy. The other thing that she's sort of arguing here is the idea that you can sometimes say things that would give rise to defamation as a fact, but given the context of the situation, it sort of walks it back. And the famous example of this is the fake letter written by Jerry Falwell that appeared in Hustler magazine, where this putative Jerry Falwell talked about losing his virginity and all kinds of raunchy things in Hustler magazine. It was clearly satire and parody. And even though these were things that were sort of alleged as being true, these were factual statements, uh, the context made it clear that no one would understand these to be actual allegations about Jerry Falwell. Now, ironically, the context may not actually help Sidney Powell in this case, because not only is she saying all of these things on TV, on Fox News, at the RNC, uh, where she argues that it's clearly just political theater, but she's also making these exact same arguments in front of judges. She filed numerous lawsuits contending that these things were actual facts. So Sidney Powell finds herself on the horns of a dilemma here because on the one hand, she's arguing these aren't factual statements. They're more akin to an interpretation or an opinion, uh, especially given the, the context. But then on the other, she's actually making these arguments to judges. She wanted the courts to actually intervene and grant uh, temporary restraining orders, preliminary injunctions, uh, relief to overturn the elections on the basis of the things that she's saying here. There might be ways to thread this needle, but this ain't it, chief. Now, unfortunately, there are some practical reasons why a lawyer might dissemble or at least say different things in different contexts. And that's that it's really hard to sanction a lawyer. Judges hate sanctioning lawyers. Bar associations hate sanctioning lawyers. So if you're going to claim that the things that you were saying were complete nonsense, uh, better to say that in defense of a defamation case where you have millions of dollars at stake, 
uh, and just try and roll the dice with respect to being sanctioned by the courts that you're appearing of. Now, the irony here is that there are pending sanctions motions against Sidney Powell, and the things that she is arguing in this briefing may hurt her in those sanctions context. It, now, the dollar amounts are not going to be the same, uh, but potentially, theoretically, her bar license might be uh, at issue in some of these cases. Though, I wouldn't hold my breath because judges hate to sanction lawyers, just like lawyers hate to sanction lawyers. Though, at the same time, it is baked right into legal ethics that you cannot knowingly lie or dissemble to a judge or tribunal. It's all over the ethical rules for lawyers in every single state. And she's running a really, really fine line here, and I would not want to be in her position. And on the one hand, she's arguing that no reasonable person would believe any of these things, and yet she made these arguments to judges and tried to argue them in front of juries in a way to get them to believe these things. And of course, we know that a lot of people believed the things that she was saying. There were thousands of people in Washington, D.C. who stormed the Capitol. I was here. I can attest to it. And so, uh, hard to say that no reasonable person would believe it because a lot of people believed it. Now, of course, query whether the people that stormed the Capitol were reasonable people or not. That's not the way that the reasonable person standard works, but still, it's probably pretty good evidence that uh, people believed what she was saying uh, enough to act on it. And I wouldn't want to be in her position and trying to walk that back and saying it was so ridiculous and non-factual that no one would believe it. But Look, she has grifted a whole lot of people out of a whole lot of money by saying dumber things than that. The Dominion operators went in and injected votes and changed the whole system. And perhaps the biggest irony here is that she's arguing that as a, an attorney, as an advocate, as a zealous advocate in front of a court, you have to do what's right by your client. But that cannot mean that you can just make stuff up and fabricate arguments. That That's not the way legal ethics work. And it's at this point in the brief where basically Powell's legal team stops citing actual legal authority and they start just citing websites. Now, that's really bad for two reasons. Number one, a motion to dismiss is all about the law itself for the most part, and you can't really bring in new evidence, even if it's not necessarily controverted. So trying to bring in these external websites talking about the robust public discussion, not a good look, and it's almost certain that the court will bounce this motion on that basis alone. Which takes us to the arguments about actual malice. And recall that actual malice is a high standard and it all hinges on what the alleged defamer was thinking. Did they know the things that they were saying were false? Did they know or should they have known? Was Were they reckless with respect to whether it was true or false? And Sidney Powell tries to get around that and get this case dismissed on the basis that she had a true belief that the things that she was saying were true and factual. And so she's arguing that she couldn't possibly have had actual malice with respect to these false statements because she really believed him. So yes, she is arguing that no reasonable person would believe that these were factual statements. And at the same time, she is arguing that she did actually believe the things that she was saying. It's crazy. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it and we are gonna reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. 
Then as we round out this motion, we get to another argument to dismiss a co-defendant called DTR defending the Republic. And in something that I think is just funny as a practicing lawyer, you'll notice that there are some formatting errors here. Uh, the font has changed colors. Sometimes it changes back. <laughs> what that is indicative of is when lawyers copy and paste from another brief and then forget that sometimes uh, external documents are in a different color. Often it's dark blue. Uh, and uh, so that's almost always why a different section has a different uh, font color and it appears a little bit lighter and it's, it varies depending on the sentence. Uh, it's because they did a really sloppy job of copying and pasting. Now, copying and pasting isn't the end of the world. Lawyers are allowed to do that and you know you shouldn't necessarily reinvent the wheel, but it's, uh, it's, it's a real bad look when it's very clear that you're copying from some other brief and not even bothering to change the formatting. So this motion is risable. The court is almost certainly going to deny this motion. There's a better version of this motion that could have been made, uh, but you know, you play the hand that you're dealt, I suppose. And a lot of people are dogpiling on this, saying that Sidney Powell admitted that she was a liar. It doesn't go that far. She does argue extremely contradictory things that are going to hurt her case. It's going to hurt her in other contexts where she might have to deal with sanctions, but uh, we don't need to make up additional reasons for why this is a bad look and why she's crazy because she's crazy enough on her own. But what do you think? Do you agree with my analysis? Leave your objections in the comments and check out this playlist over here with all my other real law reviews where I have talked about Kraken law at nauseum. So check out these other videos and I will see you in court. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad. But it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.